sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, good morning. What a day. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. What a day. I don't know where you are in the world, but I hope you're having a day like we're having today in Santa Barbara. Got a huge uh, show today. We're going to have Richard Ellsworth in the house here coming up next. We've got Alex Ramirez, Adele Luttrell. Adele's got a guest. I also have a guest. We got Dominique is going to be running in here soon. She's uh, she, she's either tending to a chicken, okay, <laughs> or she is pulling out the recycle. I haven't decided yet. I don't know. I hear the recycle truck, and then she flew out of the room so fast. I don't know. Like she was uh, had her hair on fire. Okay, <laughs> so this is <laughs> what we're going to do. Uh, Alex in the house. How's the summer going? You training athletes? What's going on? What are our kids doing? What's in their heads? What are they doing? What, how are they fueling? What are you teaching? How are you guiding? Talk to me. Uh, right now, I'm working with these two young brothers. They're about eight and ten. And uh, right now, we're just focusing on strength. So they're baseball players. And Woo! Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they love the baseball. Um, Dodger fans, of course, you know. I can't work with you if you're not a Dodger fan. I'm sorry. Okay, there you go. <laughs> don't kidding. look at my Yankee hat. All right. I'm just teasing. Um, but right now we're just hitting up the strength and focusing on single leg balance uh, because, you know, the single leg strength has got to be one of the most important things, just not for athletes, but, you know, in general for life, um, you know, walking around, moving around for a brief moment, you are walking on one leg as you stride. So I always try to hit up the balance, focus on that single leg strength, and of course, the core. So right now, we're just focusing on that. And these kids love it. Like right now, they're in a stage where they just look forward to coming to my class and working with me. So okay, so the difference, Alex, the difference is Joe being 31. Now, John 28, you had him at 12 and 9 back in the day when you started your practice what do you, is there a lot of difference as far as the dynamics what as you as a trainer what would be the biggest if you could like you know give the asterisks three different things that you're doing different or is it just the same it's pretty much the same because you have to find a way to connect with these kids and keep them engaged. You know, if you can't really connect with them and, and have some kind of uh, common interests or, or, you know, let them know that, hey, I see you, I see where you're at, and I'm going to work with you no matter where you're at. You got to give them that confidence. I feel like they all have that kind of low, not I want to say low self-esteem, but they're just unsure of how to control their body. And so you can tell that in the beginning, they're learning how to control. They're kind of, it's almost like a baby giraffe being born. You know, when they first start walking around, they're just kind of flailing everywhere. They don't have the greatest balance or core stability. So for them, I think it's, uh, you know, focusing on the confidence, making a connection. And then, of course, nutrition. And I feel like all three of those are, are common across, you know, any age, really. I mean, that's where you begin is connection. You know, seeing where they're at, meeting them where they are, getting a, um, their nutrition dialed in. And then, of course, you know, um, keeping it going, um, keeping them interested. Because, you know, sometimes these kids have a short attention span. So luckily for me, I've been able to keep them interested. And we've been working together for over a year now. So it's, it's been great to see their progress. Are you focusing a lot on the fuel? Stay away from the junk, doing the organic, they're understanding all that? 
I try to tell them mostly to stay away from the junk, but they, you know, kids are going to do what they want to do. Um, but what I try to tell his dad is who's really coming with them and, and being there every day or every time they show up is I just try to tell them, like, hey, get a good post-workout meal. Make sure there's protein in there, maybe some carbs, you know, focus in on, on that. And if they like their veggies, great. If they don't, maybe throw in some fruit. Um, again, trying to find where their preferences are and what kind of foods they eat because kids are are picky. Yeah. You know, and they get yeah, into yeah. a habit of eating these processed foods, you know, namely chips and candy, soda. Uh, well, that's going to that's going to lead us into the next segment, because in the in the choir room, uh, Richard's like texting, got to go, got to go, got to go. He is going to do some snack hacks. So let's yeah. get to that. We're going to show some love and light to the people that support our community uh, with some a lot of love and a lot of light. Thanks to Richard Dugan. And we've been doing that since 2010. So stay tuned for more after these messages. Fentanyl death is not a high. Don't let fentanyl lie. A killer in disguise that will make you die. Fly away peacefully from the mountains to the sky. Justin Bruce Forrester, 2-22-22, age 22. He left us all without saying goodbye. You're simply the And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Sky, and I am a student at Life Chiropractic College West. And we are back in school, full swing and learning and adjusting and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and I thought that it might be cool um, to talk about a little bit about snacking. And this quarter, I started a nutrition class, which is kind of a continuation of some biochemistry classes. And the more I learn about the body, the more I'm realizing just how important certain nutrients are and how we need to be getting them regularly. And especially if we're being athletic and, and moving about throughout the day, which, which we all should be, our bodies need to move. So how do we, how do we sustain that? How do we optimize the food that we're eating? Um, and what I've really learned, especially being in school where I don't really have time for big extravagant meals is little things that I can do um, to, to create these little snacks or small meals that I can take with me to have throughout the day that are packed with so much nutrients that my body can convert to usable energy. And there are, there are a lot of myths about, about certain things, you know, you shouldn't have, um, you know, too much of one of the big things is too much salt that's being disproven really quickly, where it turns out studies are starting to indicate that even individuals on the standard American diet with with processed foods are not people are not getting enough salt. Isn't that wild? We've been hearing that's for wild. years, and, that's years and years, you know, that we get that we get too much salt. Oh, and wow. that goes right yeah. up there with the baby powder. <laughs> yeah, that okay. sunscreen, sunscreen, coffee, you know, all of these things butter. that go back and forth, right? You know, and they're all over the eggs. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. 
Um, and the thing, the thing with, with salt is that every single cell in our body is using salt in our brain, in our bodies, everywhere. Every, every cell is using salt. Sodium goes in, potassium goes out. That's how they work. They are absolutely vitally important for every function in the body. Water is harmful if you're not getting electrolytes with the water. Drinking too much water without having the amount of electrolytes is hurting your body. That's huge. So we need salt. We need potassium. We need electrolytes. And I'm not saying go drink a sugary Gatorade, but you know, having something on you throughout the day that's going to allow the water to absorb is hugely important. So think about like, um, I know some people that will add like one or two tablespoons of chia seeds to their water. The chia seeds soak up the water, then you drink it, and you can make it, you know, as, as thick or as thin as you want. It kind of takes a little bit of time to get used to the texture. Um, but when you drink that, there are a whole bunch of B vitamins, fiber, and protein in there, and minerals, lots of minerals. Those are electrolytes. I love chia seeds in my water. I mean, once you start doing it, maybe a, just a tiny little bit of lemon, it's really refreshing. Mm. I've been yeah. for I've been for a month now boiling uh, and then putting on simmer for like twenty minutes the uh, organic ginger fresh ginger and lemon and then I take a a, a, sprig, of a sprig of peppermint at the end as it cools and then I refrigerate it and that's really all I drink. So is that is the lemon and the ginger putting electrolytes in the water? Yeah, absolutely, um, especially the lemon. Um, and ginger just kind of helps keep the blood flowing, the circulation flowing, uh, the immune system up. Um, that's great. So, so, so yeah. So thinking about these foods that are, that are nutrient dense, right? So we can have smaller amounts of them, but get more energy from them, right? That's, that's how we snack. That's how we need to be snacking. Nuts and seeds are great. Um, making things like, uh, I just started making bliss balls. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I love them. Yeah. They're kind of like they're, they're date based. So you take things like oats and uh, almond flour, dates, spices. I, I'm obsessed with pumpkin and pumpkin is also great fiber, great vitamin A for the spleen and the immune system. So I'll throw in some pumpkin, maybe some hemp seeds and I'll, I'll blitz it in a, in a food processor. And it comes out as this nice dough and I roll it into balls fill up a whole jar, stick it in the refrigerator. And then I fill up a little baggie with, you know, five or six of them to snack on throughout the day. It's done wonders for my energy. Do you roll it in coconut flakes at all? Yes. Yeah, I do. I do do that. This is a refrigerated product and you're not baking it, right? No, you're not, not baking it. And it does not have to be refrigerated. Oh, cool. Um, I, I, I do refrigerate mine because I like them to be a little more firm. Um, but they don't they don't have to be refrigerated. There's nothing there's nothing really perishable in them. I mean, you know, things will go bad just being exposed to air after a while. But there, there are so many oils in there. Um, and I throw walnuts in and walnuts have protective oils. They, they will they will last. They'll last two weeks to a month even. No chocolate. Um, you don't put chocolate in there. I'm just saying. Cocoa I don't. But you could. You could absolutely put cocoa. powder. You could roll them in cocoa powder. That'd be great. Oh, yum. I was thinking about um, Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> yeah. Well, why, why not? You get a little extra magnesium. Um, carob you know, chips. Cocoa's, carob cocoa's chips. great. Yeah. Yep. Carob so as well. 
What's the difference between a carob chip and a Hershey's chips? So now what's the difference between a carob chip and if you emulsify a Snicker bar? Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, so, I mean, obviously the big, the big thing is sugar. Right. right. We want to keep yes. our unnatural yes. processed sugars down. Yeah, right. Yeah. Things with added sugars, mm-hmm. things that things that are, you know, nature or God added sugars are great. <laughs> but man added sugar is not so great. Bad. Or woman man, man or they added, added sugar sugars. Bad. Corporation <laughs> bad. Got it. So, yeah, I got you. OK, I'm feeling it. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the biggest difference. And, and, um, carob is, it's not fully chocolate. It just, it kind of tastes like chocolate. Unless you're talking about cocoa nibs, but carob is not really chocolate, but it has a chocolatey flavor. So a lot of people will use it in, in like, uh, imitation coffees when people are trying to, you know, get lower on their caffeine and it'll kind of give it that mocha sort of, of, of flavor. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, like maybe uh, with almond butter or no? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, almond butter is another great thing to have as a snack. That will give you a lot of fats right off the bat that our body needs to get through the day. And then you take that, you take like an apple and you dip an apple in almond butter for a snack or some other piece of fruit. And that's, that's nutrient dense, you know, you know that's nutrient you dense. Haven't, yeah. If you haven't tried almond butter and an apple, after you bite it and chew it, you wonder why you ever got any other dessert. It, it is so good. I, I can't explain how tasty it is. And your body tells you this is all good for you, especially yeah. if you leave the skin on the apple. Yeah. And we, yeah. We've, been, we've started doing taking the almond butter, adding water, a date, a little vanilla, blending it. And that's how we're doing our almond milk, which we buy almond organic almond milk, but this is still better than that because, you know, we put it in a glass jar, boom, in the refrigerator. All these little tiny little hacks has really, really just made it's huge improved our health. Yeah, made huge changes. Seriously. Oh, it really does. Um, and then the last thing I want to mention that is has also been life changing that I've started this week, in addition to the bliss balls, um, is overnight oats, which people have been talking about for for years. But um, I never realized quite how much of a time saver it is. But if you've got to get to school and you need something between school and practice or whatever, um, or something right after practice because you can't even wait to get home because you're starving, you just burned off all those calories. Um, what I, what I've been doing is I've been taking like one of those little individual size glass Pyrex containers, throwing in um, some oats. Um, I'm like I said, I'm obsessed with pumpkin. So I'll throw in, you know, a couple tablespoons of pumpkin, um, some pumpkin pie spices, some almond milk, maybe some some nuts, some chia seeds um, and uh, a little bit of water. Mix it all together till it gets to kind of like a puddingy texture. Um, and then I'll refrigerate that. And then in the morning, I'll take it out, put a little bit of uh, cashew milk yogurt on it that I get from uh, from Trader Joe's. Um, and then some, I'll throw a few pecans on top of that with a little bit more pumpkin pie spice and it looks great. It tastes amazing and it's nutrient dense. I mean, that, that will last you. I mean, that's a meal. That's a full meal. Dang. I love it. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I know next week we're going to hopefully have Brian back. What do you want to talk about next week? I think we should talk about cold showers. Woo-hoo! Yeah, baby. Yeah. Woo about. is right. <laughs> okay, well, looking forward to listening. How do we get a hold of you, Richard? 
Uh, you can email me at r ellsworth r e l l s w o r t h at college dot lifewest dot edu. And yeah, that's it. Thank you so much. We adore you. Looking forward to uh, you and Bryant next week. Thank you. And let's see what up. We're gonna do a little huga. We got huga right after these messages. All you cowboys get your ride on. Come on and work it for me and let your body move. We are here together and we're in the groove. We gon' party tonight. We gon' dance around where all my steppers at. I know how to get down. Come on, step it to your right. Now step it to your left. Now right out in. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. All right. I'm really excited. We usually have uh, Ed Langlo, if only I'd known, but we're going to do a hookah right now. I'm going to pass it over to Dominique. Dominique, what are we going to do for the hookah? So I, I like to think of hookah uh, as connecting, and especially connecting for our teens, connecting with people. And we've got a wonderful person who called into the station to connect with Teen Sports Radio. You want to introduce him? Whoa, that's where we're going to go. That, that, what that means to me is that you didn't have time to do a hookah this week and that you're sidestepping. <laughs> My okay. hookah is connecting. <laughs> okay. All right, so let, let, let me do this. Uh, during the show last week, it was so cute because Dr. D and I have, like he's my brother, all right, known him for like 15 years. So I get this text and I see this uh, sticky and on the little note thing, it says uh, a little note. The guy's got Daryl Wright on it. Call in, wants to be on the show. And I'm like, wow. And I don't know. So in the house, warm welcome to Daryl Wright. Daryl, how long did it take me to call you back? Oh, it couldn't have been more than an hour. You were very quick. Uh, see? What what can I say right there? So if anybody out there wants to call in, and the number is 805-564-1290, we call back because I love yeah. to get that feedback from people. And I did spend a little time with Daryl on the phone. Or, uh, yeah, and Daryl. That's amazing, yeah. Uh, I have called or written CNN and some of the big stations, <laughs> and they never call me back. Oh, see, uh, we're, it's it's important for us. At, community a, love. Yeah, we do the community love here at AM 1290. Um, well, and after talking to you, yeah. I was... Good to hear I from was, you, because like I said, if if you uh, call anything... I was once in the Seattle Times, and they wouldn't let me in. I lived in eastern Washington, too, and, and there you could walk into a newspaper office and they talk to you and they'd even write you an editorial and everything. So that was, uh, that was really neat out there. Well, I think you you can definitely connect with our audience. So why don't we find out, tell us, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I took a lot of science and I was in uh, the wild and woolly seventies. And, uh, when, uh, I was not far from Berkeley when it erupted in those wild days. And then, uh, somehow I managed to finish my science career. Even though I didn't like some of it, I did like some of the others I didn't really like. And then I went into uh, elementary teaching for quite a while. I liked the 
work with little kids. They actually listen to you, you know. And then uh, gradually I went into some, a lot of junior high. I even did some high school teaching in Washington State as some subject, which was a big move for me. And one time I even taught a college class, believe it or not. I taught a class uh, on wildlife. Uh, a college up in Seattle let teachers who had a specialty teach other teachers. And it was a real college, and we all all got credit. The teachers got credit for taking a class from another teacher. So I taught a class on wildlife. And what we do, what we ran into, I promised them that I'd show them some wildlife. And this was not a national park. We ran into a whole herd of elk out in the springtime. I let them clear up in the mountains, and they were quite excited. So that kind of sums up my teaching career. And then uh, I did do some political things there, too. I actually uh, ran against Patty Murray uh, for the U.S. Senate position. We debated in Seattle. Wow, that's cool. Dominique's got a question for you. So your background is ecology, I'm guessing. Yes, they make you take uh, all the physics and chemistry and basic courses that I, I didn't know what it was, and uh, but I really liked the biology, and then uh, I quit the biology, and they said, well, you can take zoology. And um, uh, no one knew what ecology was when I was a, a student in high school or college, so the first time I heard the word environment, I was a junior, and then I ended up, I did take some ecology courses. Finally, my junior and senior year, I finally got some. So that was really what I liked. And when you start college, you don't really know sometimes. But that's mm-hmm. that was those are my favorite courses. Nice. Adele Luttrell has a question. I do. Yes, you do. Oh, um, ecology. Would would you give a definition of what that means exactly? I think there's a lot of people out there that may not even know the definition of ecology. Uh, it's a big word. You can take science and they'll shove you right into physics and Einstein and, and chemistry. They give you lots and lots of chemistry and chemistry labs. But um, none of those really deal with uh, lakes and rivers and oceans and, and what goes on out there in the big world of the environment and now climate. Right. And um, the things of ecology, how, how everything in our biosphere works together with... Uh, climate and soils and forests and wildlife and human population impacts. Wow. So you're dealing with a mighty, mighty big subject here. And I actually got into, uh, in the Northwest, they used to have fantastic salmon fishing, which they've lost. And that is ecological because of the salmon, they roam the seas and they spawn in the rivers. And then you got to deal with dams and power and power structures. And that's ecological of how everything's worked together or what damage we do to the environment to cause disruptions to wildlife or human populations. Right now, a lot Mm -hmm. of people in Europe and Africa are suffering from climate, and they're going to suffer more, probably, and that's ecological of how climate affects crops and and starvation Mm -hmm. or people have enough water. So it's it's enormous. It's sort of like being an earth doctor. Huh, right. I yeah. love oh, it. Hold on. So that, that fits so much into the huga of relationships. So you're saying this is how we relate to our environment and our world. Right. Yeah, you had everything, mentioned Everything in the world, everything, all life depends upon climate and soils and water. And climate, of course, um, we're the only lucky planet in the, in the solar system that has the right climate to support life. 
Yeah. Yeah. You had mentioned to me on the phone, I have two more questions and we got to go to break. Um, Alex okay. is going to go in after me, but you had uh, mentioned to me, uh, most people in this state don't realize the amount of salmon that we had at one time. How many years mm. back was that? Oh, that's one of my specialties. I didn't know it either. I always grew up hunting and fishing, and I even caught a few salmon in the north, but I never realized that uh, the Sacramento San Joaquin once had uh, three to five million salmon. That was when uh, you've all heard of Johann Sutter, when Sutter came up the Sacramento River to build a fort. Mm. There were in the Sacramento San Joaquin. We'd already had a lot of climate change, but not so much to wipe out all the fish. Three to five million salmon, I estimate, came into the Sacramento San Joaquin uh, Delta there. And then we have the climate system, which has thousands of thousands, and that's that's different. But the that that and we also had salmon here in the Ventura River. I found out not a lot, but oh wow. We yeah, even had salmon amazing. here. Of course, my I had a picture. I saw a picture of my dad in the 30s with a whole string of steelhead from the Ventura River. Oh, wow. Okay, we got a minute left, but I want Alex to uh, end off the segment. Alex. So quick question if for these kids. What could they do to help out the environment? Obviously, climate is an issue, um, but... As human beings, how could we, and young kids, how could they help us out and, and you know, try to reduce our, mm-hmm. our impact? Because it's, everything that's, that's going on in this world is that's human. That's a big question, and that's an important energy. one, because people struggle. What can I do? We know we have a big political system and big oil companies and things, but one of the things I calculated, uh, with 40 million people in California, we consume two to three pounds of potatoes a day, and I grew, I lived in, Idaho and Washington, where they all come from. Mm-hmm. If everybody in California would plant a nice big potato patch, we would reduce greenhouse gases by 36 million tons a year. Potatoes! Oh. So get your shovel and get your cards. Uh, on T Sports Radio. But listen, why not another gas planting tree? Uh, yeah, planting trees, you need lots of trees, tree. especially in, in Los Angeles. There's a lot of areas that are pretty bleak, you know. Got it. Daryl, we got yeah, to go, everybody. Hey, we've got another guest in the house. We will be back with a lot more after these messages. I hear a song that takes me back, and I let go with so much the queen of teen please tune in every single tuesday 9 a.m good morning from adele latrell family therapist from torrance california i am super excited and honored this morning to introduce my uh, guest who is my yoga teacher and a yoga guru diane saraswatsi gilbert and I, uh, I met Diane in the year 2000 when she opened the Yoga Center in Redondo Beach, California. And she has been my teacher and mentor for over two decades. A little bit of background about Diane. She travels with AMA uh, to India and all over as a volunteer with the organization Embracing the World. 
And she has trained all kinds of different people from many walks of life, including children. She's worked with the chronically mentally ill. She's worked with pro athletes, including pro surfers. And just she's just a wonderful um, mentor and guru. And we're just so excited to have her here today. And she's going to talk about the benefits of yoga and more specifically, I think, about yoga for athletes. So thank you, Diane, for blessing us with your presence this morning. Thank you for inviting me. I feel honored to meet all of you fine people. Aww. I love the fact that you worked with Ama. Is Ama the hugging, the person who yeah, goes around giving yeah. hugs? Yeah, CNN dubbed her the hugging saint. <laughs> the <laughs> hugging saint. I love it. Yeah, she's she's amazing. And, and actually, just quickly going back to the trees, she has told people that we can end these climate and environmental issues if everybody plants one tree every year or one tree every month. And she means like fruit or food producing trees. And she says for weddings and birthdays and even funerals, we should give someone a sapling as a gift. Oh. That is so beautiful. Um, I belong to a couple of uh, societies like the Arbor Society that supports trees. And yeah. I just want to recommend to the teens, you can go on the website and look at in our local area, the fruit trees and nut trees that will grow in our area are just tremendous. We're so fortunate yeah. in Barbara that we have such a wealth of trees that we can plant. I love that as a yoga teacher. So you must also teach the tree pose. Well, of course, of course, there's the tree pose, but also, you know, yoga means union, right? The the etymology of the word in the Sanskrit is yug, and that word in English means to yoke. So, for example, if you yoke two oxen together, they step in line with each other and they double their power or even triple the power because they're together. And that's what we do with the yoga. We combine the the focus of our mind, our body, and our heart, and, and intentions, right? Directionality. And if we yoke it all together, what power we can we can come up with within our simple little selves? It's it's if you, astounding, I, really. I got a question. If you just are new to yoga and you're a teen. Uh, it really doesn't matter what decade in you're, you're in and you just haven't been exposed to it or haven't participated in it. How uh, are there certain uh, YouTube videos? Do you have a YouTube video? Uh, how do you start? You, you start where you're at. So if you can walk and breathe, you can do yoga. Because the whole point, for example, a lot of people think that yoga is just about physical postures, but it's not. Yoga is about controlling the mind ultimately and all the mental fluctuations. We have all the random thoughts that come and go. Yoga, like all the breathing that we do, all the movements that we do, all the postures, it's ultimately controlling the mind. So it's so, kind of like two people got together, a meditator and a stretcher, and they went out on a date and they came up with yoga. Uh, probably not, but no. <laughs> I don't know if it was a date. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? I mean, because it is a, I mean, every time I see people doing yoga, I mean, they're in some kind of pose, right? 
and that's tough to hold a pose. I yes, mean, this, yes, it is, and it isn't because we're training the mind. So it's right. wherever our mind is at, and if our mind has the perception of that's difficult, then if we repeat that mantra, that is exactly what will happen. If we just go out there and say, let's just do it, then anything can become easy. It's yeah. just really our mindset. I'll give you a short example. Um, I was at a Laker game one time, and they called my name, my number at halftime. And I went out on the court. There were like 10 of us. And we had to shoot from the free throw line into the basket. And so <laughs> I did it once. I did it twice. And I did it three times. And the whole team came out and gave me the basketball, the autographed basketball. And they said, how did you do that in heels? <laughs> and I said, I just visualized the ball going oh. into the hoop. Wow. If I hadn't shot a basketball since I think I was like, 15 years old. Oh my I, I, I would call you as a basketball player in college. I'd be calling you my gamer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you didn't visualize a car. Because if you had to make three in a row, you deserved a car. What a great I story. I well, I got it. the basketball anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really setting the mind. And so if we can get rid of, we don't, we don't even have to get rid of anything. We just... Patanjali says in the Yoga Sutras that whatever we place our awareness upon will flourish and grow. And hence, all else withers and dies. So if we just focus on what we want, we don't even have to think about getting rid of anything else. I love yeah, so that. So that goes right along with the whole manifesting thing. Adele, what, how, how does that change your life? Well, I just remember my first yoga class, I was really young. Nobody was doing yoga. I was, well, really young. I was in my 30s, and I went to this. Very young, Adele. <laughs> I know, that was young. The teacher, her name was Renee Taylor, and she was crippled. She was the instructor. She was in a chair, all hunched over. She was old, and she was teaching these ladies that were older. They were all European ladies, and I was in my early 30s. And these European ladies were doing these amazing poses that I couldn't do. And I thought, wow, if I stick with this, I wonder if I can do these poses. And then hence, I stumbled upon you and your yoga studio. And it really, I noticed in doing yoga, I was mentally calmer. I Any ailment that I had when I went in after yoga was gone. I didn't understand at the beginning why it was working. Now I do, two decades later. But I didn't understand, but I knew there was something really powerful about yoga, the poses, the breath, helping to control the mind. And it I've just stuck with it all these years. And honestly, of anything I could do, even greater than surfing, and I love surfing, I think yoga is the one thing that is the most important thing you can do. Is it no no what's so funny is that it's so therapeutic, there's so much science behind it. Why isn't it in every single elementary school and high school? Why? Why not? I could answer that. Diane? I would would say because I did, I have taught at the elementary schools. I have taught at at the high schools. And there are parents that keep their kids out of yoga because they, they have this impression in their mind that it's Hinduism. 
and that their children are being taught Hinduism, when in fact, the origins of yoga do come from ancient India, and they come from the ancient martial arts, which originated in Kerala in southern India. And the, the postures came out of that, and then the rishis, the ancient sages, would, they combined the philosophies of yoga with these postures mm. to, to really, they learned how to control the mind through it, which was the yeah, ultimate. So you're, so you're saying pe- a lot of parents feel that their t- child's being taught a religion. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what, that, thanks Adele, back yeah. to the subject. Yeah, yeah they, they were worried that their children, and so they kept their children out of school because they thought they were going to learn some Hinduism and, and light incense and worship gods and goddesses. But you know, and in California, that's not what it's more- about. Yeah, there's more and more yoga being introduced in schools in California and mindfulness. There's a lot of, and LA Unified has got mindfulness now integrated into their curriculum. So it is, it depends on the teacher. If a teacher wants to teach mindfulness, they can. And if they want to do a few yoga poses, I think they can. It's more, it's more common, at least in California. But you're right, Erica. I mean, and for athletes specifically, maybe we can talk about that in the next, after our break, but specifically how it benefits athletes well i I tell you especially if it it has to do with free throws shack okay should have taken some yoga that's what i'm saying and i love the shack all right let's take a break Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. All right, we are back. Um, I I think at break, Adele, you had a question. Let's 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 get yeah, back. I, yeah, I just wanted specifically to ask Diane because I did a little research on this as well, and I thought it was interesting how yoga can benefit athletes. Do you have any? Um, It can easily benefit athletes because a lot of times, well, especially in our society, we have kind of what's known as aid and everybody has a a bit of an ADD because there's so much external stimuli now Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. didn't exist even 50 years ago. And so people have trouble focusing. Mm -hmm. And if we can focus our mind on something just like, you know, me going to the Laker game. I'm not even five foot five, but how did I shoot three baskets? It's it's all the mind that does it. And if our mind can visualize something happening, whether it's a golfer, you know, getting a hole in one or shooting a basket, boom, right through the net. Anything can happen if we have, there's a word called bodum, and that means focus, and shredha, and that means, it means 
deep attention and awareness to what we're doing. And if we truly have that, again, it's like yoking, you know, the two oxen together. We can channel our energy, our awareness, everything into that one thing, into that one shot, into playing with the team, into being Jean-Claude Keeley and, you know, skiing down the mountain. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that, I mean, what I really it's love fine, is really, but, and then the training of how do you train your body? You do. Your body has to be supple. You have to have strength. You have mm-hmm. to have a good posture and good deep breath because the breath brings oxygen to the brain. If the brain isn't working right, then there's depression and, and, Dominique, hold on one second. Dominique, Dominique has a question. One second, well, Diane. Dominique has a question. I just thought it was interesting how yoga and ecology fit so well together. And that uh, what we really want for our teens is them to feel integrity with everything that they're doing in their life. And so being on uh, a teen athlete and being on a team that builds a sense of self. And when you get in touch with uh, yoga practices, that builds that sense of of self in a stronger way. Can can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Yeah, we got yeah, about two it, it definitely builds a sense of self, but also remember the word yoga means union, right? So it's the union of the team. So within the union of being a team player or in a choir even, it's the oneness, the one sound that comes through or the one game that comes through. And within that oneness of of the whole team, you find your own oneness. It's like as above, so below. It's a microcosm of the macrocosm. It's not separate. Not actually, nothing is really separate. None of us are really separate from each other. I yeah. love it, and that's the importance of ecology. Where it's we're all one. It's one planet. That's, hey, Daryl, have you ever have you ever tried yoga, Daryl? Um, uh, no, I haven't. I, uh, I actually spent a lot of time uh, when I was growing up in Ventura hunting and fishing and I kept pretty, uh, pretty active that way. Or I, or I was in sports, basketball and baseball. I was a pretty good baseball player too. Yeah. Dr. D, one have you ever one done yoga? Dr. D, any yoga for you? Years and years and years ago, uh, when my mother would watch on public television, Hatha yoga, Oh! I would I would watch her do hatha yoga. Okay, that's as close to yoga as <laughs> as I can get. Yeah, I don't know why, but it seems like and maybe this is a stereotype, Diane. But fewer men do yoga than women. I don't yeah. know why that is. <laughs> it's true because because well, a lot of men, not all, but many are very competitive and they'll push themselves and not listen to themselves and then develop injuries. And, and a lot of men also have this stigma or this preconceived idea that yoga is for women and that you have to put on a cute, cute tights and stretch around. And a lot of guys are like, I'm not going to do that. I'm a dude. <laughs> hey, Diane, how can we get a hold of you? We got to close up. Yeah, you can reach me at theyogacenter.com, theyogacenter.com, or Diane at theyogacenter.com. Adele, how do we get a hold of you? 
Uh, I don't know these days. I'm semi-retired. You just have to Google me and you can call me or text me 310-528-8139. And then we have Alex Ramirez Fit for Life. If anybody wants to get a hold of him, he's easy to find. Just Google Alex Ramirez Fit for Life. Uh, Dr. D, you never put out stuff that you do because when he goes, he's the audio master. If anybody wants trailers done for books or audible books or mm-hmm. any kind of audible commercials, talk about it, D. You never, you never support yourself here. <laughs> I'm too busy working for everybody else. Sometimes, I uh, I do uh, produce and narrate audibles or audio books. Uh, produce, as uh, Erica said, uh, if you're wanting to do a book trailer, that kind of thing, whether it's audio or video. Um, if you want to produce a commercial for uh, Santa Barbara Teen Sports, then you've been on the program and so on and so forth. We'll we'll put that together as well. Just all kinds of, of different projects. So um, that's uh, the long and the short of it right now. 805-708-9804 is the number. I'm also Richard at RichardDugan.com. And I want to make a plug for Erica. She's a children's book author, and she just published A Whale's Tale, which you can find on Amazon as Erica Z. Oh, that was nice. A Whale's Tale. That's my free. Five snow time. Santa Barbara, just look outside. Take a deep breath. All right. Wish good thoughts. Hug a tree. Hug a tree. God bless you all. See you next week. Hug a tree. I'm unstoppable. I'm a pusher with no brakes I'm invincible Yeah, I win every single